on Anchor. All right, so today is Monday. Oh, that's not going to work. Today is Monday, and it is May 4th, and we are starting our story time. I'm going to get our lights back on in a minute. Cam- uh, cameraman, I need you, to, need you to step up your game, okay? We've got people here waiting. I can still see you, so I'm going to need you to get your stuff together, buddy. All right, so that we can bless the people. Well, my light went out. And you know what? Because I'm so convinced today that everything's going to be okay, I'm not even going to worry about it. As long as you can still see me, maybe it helps the ambiance. All right. So our first story today is called The Stairway to Heaven. Among the descendants of Adam and Eve were two brothers. Their names were Esau and Jacob. Esau was a hunter, tall and strong, with a flowing mane of red gold hair. Hi, cousin. Jacob, the younger, was slender and pale. He did not have the strength or the courage to go hunting, but he was devious and cunning. Little by little, he cheated Esau of all the rights of the firstborn. First, the inheritance promised from their father. Next, their father's blessing. Esau's mood grew dark and angry. As soon as our father is dead, I shall kill the scoundrel with my own hands, he threatened. Their mother, Rebecca, was fearful. She was fearful of what might happen to her darling Jacob. She went to plead with her husband, Isaac. You must, excuse me, you must send Jacob to my brother's home, far away, she urged him. He can find himself a wife from among my own kin there. Isaac agreed to the plan and sent Jacob off. It was a long and lonely journey, a mile after weary mile. I have made myself a stranger to my own family, Jacob sighed. As the sun's fire turned to smoldering ashes in the western sky, I even feel like a stranger to the God we worship. With these woomy, gloomy thoughts, he found a smooth stone on which to pillow his head and fell asleep. In his dream, he saw a vast stairway, tier upon tier of huge steps reaching up to heaven like a towering temple. It was thronged with angels, some coming down from heaven and others returning to it. Then God came and spoke to him. I am going to make you the father of a great nation, said God. Through your descendants, I will bless every nation of the world. I make this my solemn promise. At once, Jacob woke up He rubbed his eyes. The vision had gone, but the words God had spoken were unforgettable. This place must be the gate that opens into heaven, he whispered to the stars. In his heart, he knew that his descendants would open that gate for all the people in the world. With new hope in his heart and his step, Jacob journeyed on. And there's a teeny little poem that I like to read from this book. It says, I walk with angels before me. I walk with angels behind me. I walk with angels above me. 
I walk with angels all around me, all around me. So I love, love that story because Jacob was not feeling his best before he had the dream. And afterwards, he was definitely feeling much, much better and was able to finish his journey. So we are going to our next book, which I really, really like. And this one is called Lemur Dreamer. And sometimes I'll try to show um, the books to you all, but they come back a little, they come back backwards. So Harper, I hope Harper is able to watch today with Emerson. Um, can you please post Kelly City and State from where, where you are, as well as you, Harper, if you're here. Now, here's the other cool thing about story time. We've talked before and I shared that I am a mommy to two girls. And so one of my girls is in the room next door and she is doing dance class right now. So it's a strong possibility you may hear a little thud and it's okay because when you are learning a new skill, you're going to tumble and by golly, it's all right. But uh, let's hope Layla is doing just fine, but you may hear some noise all the way from Pittsburgh. All right, let's jump into Lemur Dreamer. The residents of 32 Pebbly Lane led mostly unextraordinary lives, all except one, that is Lewis, who lived on the very top floor, had the unfortunate habit of sleepwalking. Every night, fast asleep, Lewis wandered out his front door, snoozed around the other apartments, and snuffled back to bed. <gasps> oh, stomp! It wasn't a problem at first. Squish! The neighbors were very understanding. But as time went on, Lewis went on wondering until one night, he snoozed down a clothesline and snuffled right out onto Pebbly Lane. Ugh. This was getting out of hand. Where's Lewis going? Whispered his friends. What shall we do? There's just one thing for it, said Little Bird. We will have to walk with him. Now all of his friends are going to walk with him to keep him safe. Would you do that, Emerson, if you're still there? Would you walk with your friend if your friend was sleepwalking to help keep them safe? Harper, would you do that? I don't know. So as Lewis snored beyond Pebbly Lane, his friends tiptoed close and he's sleeping and walking. I don't know if I can do that. No one knew what he was dreaming of. But whatever it was, or wherever he went, his friends followed fearlessly until, at last, Lewis ran out of places to sleepwalk. Wake up, Lewis! shouted his friends. But Lewis was still fast asleep. Could they reach him in time? Emerson has some sleepwalkers. <gasps> Safely back on the cliff, lucky Lewis sat up, blinked twice. Can you blink twice? 
and yawn. Can you yawn with me? So now Lewis is waking up. I had the most amazing dreams last night, he said. And all of his friends are like this, because they're exhausted. I dreamed I climbed the steepest slopes of Mount Everest and dazzled everyone on the tightrope at the circus. Then I was just about to go scuba diving on the Great Barrier Reef when something stopped me. But where am I? And what are you all doing here? Hold on a minute. Have I been sleepwalking again? Oh, Lewis felt terrible. He'd caused his friends so much trouble, but they didn't mind. They loved Lewis, even with all his snoozing and snuffling. So to cheer him up the next day, his friends decided to get Lewis a special present. What do you think that is? My friend is on here from Cincinnati. Something that would keep him safe, no matter where his dreams took him. What could they get him? Hmm. Because that's what friends are for. Look what they got him. Can you see that? (laughs) They got him a treadmill, which is pretty cool because... He gets to use it while he's sleeping, if he walks in there, and he's safe. So hopefully that'll help him out. So our last book for tonight is, it's actually pretty simple. It's called Boy. This book is called Boy. And a lot of times during story time, I have friends from Alabama and Atlanta. Um, I have a friend in Dubai that listens, uh, and hopefully... Hopefully, some friends in Pakistan and their little people will be able to jump on. But thank you so much for listening. And remember, you can always go to the Anchor Podcast, and it's the same title as this page, Reading with Aunt Sue. We're also on Twitter, but I'm not too savvy, so there are a couple of posts up there. All right. This book is called Boy. Once there was a king who lived high on a hill. His castle looked over the valley to the mountains beyond. He was a powerful man with many brave knights. Clank, clank, clank. The mountains were once rich with trees, but a powerful dragon had destroyed much of the forest with his fiery breath. In a small village on the edge of the burned forest lived Boy. Boy couldn't hear, but he was happy. He spoke with dancing hands and he drew pictures for people in the sand. His parents loved his stories. But the villagers, they didn't understand. What a strange child, they would say as he walked by. Roar! Roar! Charge! Since the forest had burned, the king and the dragon had fought many fierce battles. There was roaring and flapping, all running around, hiding and dodging, weaving and a lot of shouting. Boy couldn't hear the battle cries, but he had seen the fear in his mother's eyes and he felt it in his father's hands and he held him very close. 
The battles were loud and long, but no one ever won. One day when the king and the dragon were battling once more, boy ran right into the middle of it all because he couldn't hear. Roar, roar, clank, clop, clunk. <gasps> the knights were stunned. Move, they shouted. Get out of the way, boy, ordered the king. Roar, bellowed the dragons. But of course, boy couldn't hear anything. Oh my goodness, that's so scary. Flames flared from the dragon's nostrils. The knights waved their swords frantically as they marched over to Boy. Why aren't you listening? shouted the king. Boy was surprised when he looked up and saw them all. He watched them for a moment and then made his hands dance. The knights were flabbergasted. The king was puzzled and the dragon was mystified. So there he is making his hands dance during a battle with a fiery dragon. Boy could see that they didn't understand. So he took a sword and wrote in the sand, why are you fighting? Do you think they're gonna answer? There was silence until Suddenly, the king pointed to the dragon. He started it, he cried. He burned our forest. The dragon shook his head. It was an accident, he roared. I sneezed a fireball into the trees. I came to say sorry, but the knights chased me away. The knights pointed to the king. He told us to, they cried. The king looked up at the dragon. Well, I thought you were coming to take my castle, he said. Your castle is far too small for me, the dragon replied. All I want is for you to stop chasing me. I don't like being scared. Nor do we, chorused the knights. Boy drew a picture of everyone in the sand. He showed them how their days could be without fighting and fear. There was a lot of chatting and laughing. So there he is, drawing everybody in the sand. Wow, that was a complete turnaround from how the day started. I promise the knights won't chase you anymore said the king to the dragon, and you can visit my castle whenever you like. And I will cover my nose when I sneeze, said the dragon. Boy couldn't hear a word, but he didn't need to. Look at that. So what does it look like is happening with the king and the dragon? Yeah, they're being they're becoming friends. Back in the village, everyone was waiting to see Boy. Thank you, they said with dancing hands. And to say thank you in sign language is to touch your fingers to your chin and do this. That's all. That's 
Thank you. And so tonight, to end our story time, every night to end our story time, I usually sing our nighttime song and I wrap up my hair. So tonight is a little different because I have our my signature scarf that I always use. And today, I was so frustrated because I couldn't find it. And then I realized it was in the washer. So I wanted to tell you, it doesn't really matter what you have. Everything you have right now is all you need to do exactly what you want to do. All right. So Emerson, I don't know if you've heard our song, but the words are, friends, it's time to say goodnight. No time to put up a fight. Oh, I had to show you this. Because your imagination at its best is at its best when you rest. So tonight, guess what I'm using to wrap my hair? A shirt. That's it. Just a shirt. Because you don't need anything fancy. And I'm not going to bed just yet. But we are going to try to sing our song. And it goes, friends, it's time to say goodnight. No time to put up a fight. Because your imagination's at its best when you rest. And then we'll sing it one more time. I told you guys before, I have this really cool music that my friends made for me. It's the best we can do for today. For our song, and I am going to try to pull that up again tonight. Well, if it doesn't cooperate, there we go. All right. So this time we're going to try to sing it together. And we'll see what happens. We shall see. All right. Let's turn this up. Friends, it's time to say goodnight. <laughs> no time to put up a fight. Because your imagination's at its best when you rest. So go to sleep. Just kidding. You definitely don't have to go to sleep. But if you lay down to relax your body, sometimes sleep doesn't even happen until later. But I'm going to need your imagination to soar tonight. Not to sleepwalk, but definitely to have really, really cool dreams and really, really, really calm thoughts. Thank you for joining this pop-up Instagram story time because it definitely was not something that I gave you a lot of notice about. But I will see you tomorrow on Facebook where you can click on the link for Anchor or you can watch the video. Okay? Have a good night. Good night, Emerson. Good night, Harper, if you were able to join. See you later. Oh, well, that's not how we do that, is it? It freaked me out how well he does her voice. I heard this Saturday and I couldn't believe it. <laughs>